Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From sportsfreak.co.nz, league writer Stephen Gallagher joins us. Uh, g'day, mate. Uh, just heard the news, of course, that uh, uh, the late, great, uh, Sattler has passed away. Um, I, I don't know. He's probably yeah. John John Sattler was a obviously a legend of the game, and uh, we probably you probably know his son better than you than you knew him. But what was your reaction to hearing that news? Yeah, obviously that's um, that's quite uh, sad. Um, there's actually uh, something quite poetic about the fact that um, the Rabbitohs take on uh, Manly this weekend, and uh, obviously it was. Um, the grand final, um, where uh, it was the stray uh, cheap shot by John Bucknell in the, the manly uniform that cracked old um, Johnny Sattler's jaw, and um, you know he played 77 infamous minutes and and uh, with that broken jaw, and um, obviously uh, very, very sad news. So there's a lot of um, a lot of Rabbitohs fans um, mourning the loss of of John, and um, as as you and I both know that Scott's uh, uh, you know carved out his own fantastic rugby league career as well, winning a premiership with the, the Panthers and making that tackle on uh, Todd Byrne in 2003. But, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've actually got um, the opportunity to sort of have a bit of a relationship with um, John's son, Scott, over the years, just through social media and Twitter and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, my deepest condolences go out to the Sattler family at this time. Yeah, indeed. A cheap shot from a manly player. Who would have thought it, eh? <laughs> yeah, after all these years, you know. Exactly, mate, exactly. Uh, well, let's have a look at the round uh, as it rolled out. Uh, my Parramatta Eels are 0-3, which I didn't see coming. I didn't think we'd go as well as we did last year, but I didn't see us going 0-3. That said, 0-3 in our points differential is only minus 12. Um, but what a game that was against Manly. Yeah, that was a fantastic game to to kick off uh, the footy for round three. Um, obviously, uh, you know, it's... it's uh, Hard to know how a team's going to come out after a bye, but Manly definitely um, sort of put uh, Parramatta to the sword early on, and then the game sort of seesawed from there. And um, there's obviously an opportunity for uh, Parramatta um, once they took the lead and to sort of continue that, but it was uh, an offload that probably shouldn't have been pushed in their uh, in their sort of 30 metres, and you know that sealed the game for Manly in the end to push them out by more than a converted try, but. Um, yeah, four, uh, three four-point losses in a row is quite um, tough for Parramatta, and then they um, they get another team fresh off the bye this week as well, which um, doesn't really make their chances any better. No, no, I think you're right there. Uh, and Penrith go all right, apparently, so uh, that that might be a difficult one. <laughs> um, uh, six tries apiece, though. I mean, it was, uh, you know, we already said how, how great it was to watch, um, and a big part of that was Tom Trebojevic. He looks back to his best, doesn't he? You just... I mean, it's manly, so I don't really care. But I mean, for for, for him and the competition, you hope that hamstring holds holds together for a bit longer. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, I, you know, I think we discussed a couple of weeks ago that he just, I just get really genuine superstar vibes when he's playing. You know, he's just one of those players that when he's on the field, something special can and will happen, and it might not necessarily involve him, 
but there's no doubt that somewhere along that play that you know something amazing happens that he's been in, involved somehow and he's just one of those players that just makes things happen when he's on the field and Manly are great when he's there and not so great when he's not there so for the best interest of uh, you know the the boy from the Northern Beaches, they want him on the field the whole time and hopefully that hamstring um, and all the work he put into it over in America um, stays true and um, and he has a fantastic season this year. Yeah, it was, I can't remember if it was you that was telling me or if it was, it might have been Tony Adams was saying that he actually had to relearn how to run. He basically had to yes, learn no, how to run ta- again. Yeah, we are talking about that the other week. So the way his, the way his foot rolled in on itself when he ran was the reason that it caused him all these hamstring issues so he's literally had to relearn to run so imagine being a 25 year old professional athlete and going to strip yourself back to the fact that you know you're basically like a a toddler learning to do those basic um, mechanics that you've known your whole life to try to redo that again must be pretty tough yeah, very much so, mate. Very much so. Well, let's move on uh, to Friday night, and the Knights uh, look in a power of trouble, don't they? The Dolphins uh, beating them thirty-six to twenty. Uh, Knights, I mean, they showed some flashes, but it's hard to see them getting too many wins this season. Yeah, I think you know they three three players on David all off the bench in Newcastle basically showed what sort of um, stage we already at <laughs> three weeks into the season. Um, no Kalen Ponga for X amount of weeks. Um, doesn't really help their cause. And a few other um, injuries to some key players as well as um, already playing massive factor. But um, I thought the scoreline really flattered Newcastle. Um, you just sort of mentioned that, you know, they didn't. They sort of did put up a bit of a fight. And I thought for, a, you know, 65 minutes they were playing pretty well. But that Dolphins side just, they did what they needed to do. And then when, you know, the Knights were sort of on the ropes, they sort of just picked them over again and beat them into submission and that's where those sort of points came in the last sort of 10 minutes and then the Dolphins got the job done and 3-0 and, and you know they're sitting on sitting pretty on top of the table which is pretty impressive. Yeah for all those people that thought they were getting at the wooden spoon this season uh, there's there something definitely going on at the Dolphins um, and it's been good to watch uh, one of the great matchups the Roosters and the Rabbitohs uh, always fire in this one and it proved again a couple of players in the bin I actually thought uh, Michael Sheekham was a bit unlucky to go to the bin in this one I, to be honest I thought Joey Manu was as well I didn't think there was too much wrong with what he did no, and I think, um, you know, Joey Manu did, you know, the exact same thing to Isaiah Tass um, about four minutes earlier. He knocked the ball out over his shoulder and tried to do it again. He just accidentally whacked him across the chops. But um, I think that was just pure frustration that boiled over for the for the Rabbitohs. You know, they didn't take their chances. They blew that game themselves, especially um, starting so strongly like they did. They just didn't put away uh, the Roosters, and the Roosters made the most of that occasion. They... They were the ones that held their nerves the, the most and they came away with the Chockeys at the end of the day, or the Chooks, and um, the rivalry continues. The Book of Feuds gets bigger and better and, um, you know, Joey Manu's standing over the top of uh, Isaiah Tass and um, Cameron Murray rolling in, which is technically he's probably the third man in, and then, um, yeah, Chickham basically just gave... Uh, look, well, it looked to me like he just gave an innocuous tap on uh, Joey Manu's face and then his face swelled up like a balloon, and uh, that might have been from... Um, uh, the broken cheekbone that Latrell gave him a few years ago, but it didn't look too good, old Joey Manu. But um, he's out for a week anyway. He's cop- copping a week suspension, so 
Uh, he'll serve his time on the pine. Yeah, he will. And I know I knew all about that because Ben Francis has got him in his um in his in his fantasy team and he's spewing because he's out for another week. Had to wait for him to get fit and and, and, and let him ride the pine and now he's having to do it again. Um probably the upset of the weekend, the Titans thirty eight, the Storm thirty four, another twelve try game. Uh and Tana Boyd really coming to the fore here, I think, because he had a bit of a nightmare last week with his kicking game, and the Storm tried to put him off early. They hit him late a couple of times, but he managed to uh, soldier on, and, you know, he was he was really, uh, I think, dictating the Titans' play for a lot of it. Yeah, it's actually um, good to see him. Uh, I think he played, oh, I'm pretty sure he played uh, Australian schoolboys with um, Davis Rafita as well, so that's good to see they've got a little bit of a combination going. Um my, I really enjoy uh, the way that, yeah, like you said, Tana Boyd, you know, he's put under a little pressure early, but he, you know, he, he came through um, um, relatively unscathed, and I thought his performance was, was almost the difference there, really, by himself. Um, obviously, Khan Pereira scored a couple of great tries as well, but um, I think the most interesting thing was that they subbed off uh, Kieran Foran in the first half, um, just to uh, shuffle things around, and, um, and it was just a little bit bizarre when you buy this experienced player and you want him you know playing as many minutes as possible and then all of a sudden he sits you know 20 minutes on the bench it sort of was a little bit strange and you know if, if I think the Titans had lost we would be hearing a lot more about it but um they got the win um they didn't really put much effort in on defense but they just happened to outscore the storm and get, and get the win yeah they did and I mean I I do think that he might be carrying a knee injury um because I remember he got he he did pick up a knock in the first game, and it didn't look good. But he then rolled out the next week. So I wonder if they're just managing his time on the field. Yeah, and I think um, we all know that Foran's had a pretty colourful past in terms of injuries, and um, he seems to only be not injured when he's playing in a manly jersey. But um, you know, when he's I think he's about 30, 32 now, thirty three. So he's coming in the the you know the end of his career, and he does really need to manage those injuries. And they probably doesn't back bounce back as quick as he used to 15 years ago when he first started in the NRL. No, 100%, mate. Uh, Cowboys, Warriors. Warriors get another win and, uh, you know, a tough place to go and come away with the W. So uh, this is a great win for the Warriors, 26-12 up there. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, the biggest surprise of the weekend for me, to be honest, um, to roll into Townsville against a, a Cowboys side who we know are just full of quality and rep players and, and um, fly back to Auckland with a 13, you know, 13-plus 13 win is, is pretty impressive. Uh, I really liked the way that they uh, just dominated the one percenters. You know, they they didn't make. You know, they made a couple of silly errors at the end there, but um, majority of the game they were really composed. They they ran hard, they tackled hard, and they just um, put the the Cowboys back in their own half. Keep turning them around. Keep making them come out with their own end. You know, the, the Cowboys scored a couple of soft tries early, but um, after that, I think the the Warriors for I would say sixty minutes were near perfect and that's something you don't really associate with uh, the Auckland based franchise but they looked they looked really good they looked really strong um, Wade Egan's playing his best footy um, awful to see him get uh, steamrolled by Jason Tamalolo and um, and have that serious head knock but um, hopefully he's okay and um, same goes for uh, Barnett who was uh, taken to hospital with um, some, some neck and nerve injuries so um, hopefully he's all good for the, the Bulldogs this week um, back at Mount Smart for the first time in 2023. Yeah, no, um, fingers crossed uh, we see uh, at least Mitch back I, I think might be uh, too soon for Wade but we'll have to see on that one mate. Are your Dragons um, I don't know what happened there. Uh, it was, I mean, it was eighteen all with about what twelve minutes to go, and yeah, you managed to to ship twenty two points to the Broncos. What's going on? 
Well, you know, I'd like to just point out that the Broncos are a very good team this year. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I, don't, I, I don't think anybody should be leaking uh, four tries in the last 10 minutes. Um, considering we were up 16-8 uh, at half-time, mm. uh, looking very much in control, looking really good. Um, but it just shows you if you give the Broncos an inch, they'll take a mile this year. And if, you know, they three line breaks that lead to three tries at the very end there, and they just look fantastic. Reese Walsh is playing brilliantly. Ezra Mann played really well. First game we've uh, really seen of uh, Katoni Staggs playing well in 2023. They all just clicked, and they're a dangerous side, and they've just got a lot of talent and a lot of confidence at the moment. They'll be hard to stop next week against uh, Redcliffe at the top of the table clash. Yeah, looking forward to that one. The Dolphins rolling in. The Dolphins rolling into Suncorp, and they're the home team. So the Broncos have to be in the away dressing room, Stephen. Yeah, and uh, th- this is what irks me about playing at grounds like uh, Suncorp Stadium, where they also, um, in week 10, they play an away game for Magic Round against Manly, which um, basically they only have to leave Sydney, uh, only have to leave uh, Queensland four times this year or something like that, I read, which is just. Phenomenal effort for them to swing that, and we couldn't even get you know the Warriors to play three quarters of all of their games at home this year. But somehow the, the sacrifices that the the, the Queensland uh, state made over COVID apparently uh, means that the Broncos get to play pretty much always at home and all in their home state for the majority of the year. So mm. don't know how you figure that one out, but um, you know Broncos, you know money talks obviously. Money talks indeed. That's a good point actually. I didn't I hadn't considered that. Uh, the dogs uh, bulldoze the Tigers, but then nearly nearly. Let that slip, but the tyres look pretty ordinary, don't they? Yeah, they were rudderless for just 65, 70 minutes. They just had nothing going on, you know. Obviously, they got that early uh, try by Brent Naden and Chip Try, but um, the Bulldogs didn't really get out of third gear, and, and it sort of showed towards the end there where, um, well, I thought. Brandon Wakem coming on for West was a, was a change of the, the momentum and he was the one that was sort of getting them up the field and, and rolling through and line breaks and stuff like that. So it was a good sign for him for the West Tigers. But look, I think we saw the Bulldogs do exactly what they needed to do. They they put the, the Tigers under the pump early. Tigers were sort of making crucial errors and, and they were just beating in submission. And um, I think, you know, if the game went for another five minutes, we might have had another result. But um, I think Cameron Terrell knows that that won't be good enough. And um, when they come over to New Zealand this week, they'll um, make sure that sort of doesn't happen again. Yeah, I look forward to that game. And finally, we had the Raiders and the Sharks, uh, which was a great game as well. This one went right down to the wire as well. Who doesn't love to see uh, a raging, red-hot, Ginger Prop scored two tries. That is absolutely the highlight of the weekend for me. Corey Horsbrook getting a double, um, uh, especially at home too. The Raiders played really well. They've got a great record over the Sharks of uh, recent years. And um, look, even though the Sharks have only won one from their first uh, three games, they they still played really well. Um, their left edge of uh, Mulatalo and Ramian is just fantastic to watch. They're such great competitors. But um, the Raiders just looked a little bit more composed in those sort of crucial key areas of the game and I think that's maybe where they're lacking Hines, um, where Trindle doesn't have that much experience um, but uh, the Raiders did exactly what they needed to do and they got it, came away with it first first game at home for the year and they got a win so good on them. Yeah, and good on them and that Sharks side look pretty good though don't they um, and I, I, don't, I think Nico Hines is back next week so boom, um, pencil them down for a W next week I think
Yeah, look, look, if I'm Cronulla, I've got nothing to worry about. They competed basically right till the end. It was a very close game. There wasn't much in it. Um, just they didn't happen to, to get the result, but there's definitely no panic stations in, in the Shire, that's for sure. No, no, indeed. All right, mate, and now just before I let you go, who, what is your standout game for the round? Which one are you most looking forward to? Uh, I, I think the the top-of-the-table clash is, is really the one to look forward to. Um, Broncos, Dolphins, it's a 10 o'clock game here on Friday night. Um, look, you, you know, we've already started to build that rivalry and, and it sort of comes at the right time four weeks into the into the competition. Top of the table clash, both teams are at home, so um, there's all to play for, that's for sure. Indeed, mate. Good stuff, Stephen. Thanks very much for coming on. Always good to chat with you. All good, mate. Catch up next Monday. Yeah, indeed we will. Stephen Gallagher there from sportsfreak.co.nz.